Welcome to the Immigrant Entrepreneurs Podcast, episode 59. My name is Alina Warring, and today we have Yuri Kutz on the show. But before we continue with this episode, I wanted to ask if you can share some love by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a rating. If you leave a rating, your name may be dropped in one of my future episodes. So stay tuned and connected. And he show was the place where we have to live. It was basement. Room was super small. It's only two beds in one room. It was full basement. And in same basement living seven people. And we have a one seven people. Seven people. It was like a two bedroom basement, but live seven people. It was Georgian, Ukrainian and Russian people, but age fifty five to seventy. It's no place where to put the T-shirt or some clothes. You, you put everything under the bed because room was very small, extremely small. Only two beds and maybe walk, walking a little bit, walking. No dresser, no mirror, no closet, nothing. Yuri came to the United States for a bigger dream from Ukraine at 20 years old. He initially came with his buddy because they thought they were coming on a work abroad program for a couple of months. When they came to Panama City in Florida, the cab dropped them off in the middle of a field. That was the address that Yuri received prior to leaving Ukraine for the work abroad program. This was the beginning of Yuri's journey. He went on to become an illegal resident for six years and he got paid under the table at various jobs. Sometimes the jobs that he took wouldn't even pay him. He ended up living in a basement for seven years with seven other people. Yuri opened his trucking and moving company at the age of 24 when he was still an illegal resident. Now at the age of 32, Yuri's making anywhere from $5 million to $7 million a year. This episode is filled with impactful and wise advice by Yuri. So let's dive right in. Yuri, thank you so much for coming on the Immigrant Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm super excited to hear all about your journey. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Alina, for invitation. And I'm glad to share my best I can to make life easy to all immigrant and the people who live in the U.S. Thank you. I am really excited. So let's dive in. Let's talk a little bit about your immigrant journey. Tell us where you're from and when did you come to United States? I born in Ukraine. I'm Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. And I came to the U.S. 2009, May 24. It was flight direct flight from the Kiev to the New York. That was date. And how old were you? 20 and a half we just came we just came for the dream yeah we just came to the dream with my friend we came to the dream for the dream yeah so it was just you and your friend your family didn't come no my family not my mom lived in italy long long time and my relatives stay in ukraine only with the friends yes it was just you and one other friend and that's it exactly from university yes Okay, so tell me a little bit about that journey. How did you choose United States? And what was that immigration process like? I studied on a third course in a Kiev University, Economic and Law. And one of the friends from soccer team said, hey, guys, I got an offer from one of the company to go to USA for working travel program. And let's make some money, see the the world, and it's a good opportunity. Actually, to be honest, at that time, I was very, very inexperienced, and I have like 20 years and a half, and just dreaming about a lot and not even understand for the half second what does it mean modern (laughs) capitalism modern capitalism so that was the just the idea of one of my friend you know what i believe it was calling to my soul because when i have like four years old i always saying to my mom mom i'm gonna be the businessman and my mother asked me what does it mean i said mom i don't know i want to be a businessman <laughs> it was four or five years old so that was the idea i think it was calling from my heart from my i don't know just it was good calling to, yeah. to go, yes, that's, that's the idea. Yeah. 
Okay, so you and your friend came to work uh, abroad on a program? Yeah, we actually have an agreement with one of the companies from Florida. And after the landing in New York, uh, we flew to Panama City, Florida. And let me tell you the story. (laughs) (laughs) We, We called it CAP and we have an address. We came to that address. It was $60 cost of the cap. And we came to the field. Just a post office, like a mailbox on the field Uh and the Uh address. And we just step out like the driver, taxi driver, drop us on the side of the road and said, that's the address. That's the address. And I just stopped of my mind saying, what the hell is this? Middle of the field. And I don't know where to go, what to do. And we finally met someone who speaks Russian and some people like help us to stay on a basement in the Panama City and very, very stressful, misunderstanding, little bit English, a little bit money. And the three days we just walking on the beach, on the hotels, on the any places to get the job. And was everything was very busy and nobody can offer our, our work and our agreement person who promised or the job promised her us like an agreement said he promised to us it only just disappeared and nobody pick up the phone and it just was completely misunderstanding and miscommunication what happened so that's wow. what that was the begin it was really really tough and you know what it might be not gonna understand how it is but it, it is the happen, right? It is the happen here. Yeah. So you basically were on the plane from Kiev thinking that America is going to be this amazing heavenly yeah, place. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you were dropped off by the taxi cab in the middle of a field and he said, get out. <laughs> yeah, he said, technically, he said, get out. And that's the address. And uh, basically, basically, yeah, it, it is the funny. And I'll tell you more. As a three days, you're walking on the Panama City, and it's not many walking, walking like a road for the for the people. And you don't have a car, and you completely don't understand where you yet and what is going on. It's a different country. It's a different system. So, from bottom of my heart, I'm telling you, it was. Super, super great experience and the great stress. Yeah. So did you come with any savings? Did you bring any money with you? Let me tell you the truth. After maybe two weeks, I gave my passport for one of the girls for the $100 because we don't have any job. We can find anything. Mm-hmm. And and that day I bought, I believe, a lot of uh, food, like a pasta like uh, eggs and some stuff like this to surviving and just eating a lot because all the saving gone very fast like i have with me like 300 dollars maximum and after two weeks i'm just borrowed 100 dollars from one of the girl and gave her the passport instead of just to surviving that was it was like um, oh my god alina just thinking about this time it was wow it was wow Wow, that's insane. I can't imagine what you guys went through, but we'll get back to that. I want to know, what was it like growing up in Ukraine? In Ukraine, it's a period of uh, till 15 years old. I used to live with a mother and um, in 2003, my mom went to Italy. I grew up only with my mother because was the father never, I never see my father in my life. It was part of the deal mom and father and uh to be honest till now i'm don't know what happened because my mom have a one story father have another story so till 15 years old i live with my mom and after 15 years i begin living myself mm-hmm. uh, completely myself with no grandmother grandfather or any like uncle just myself and to be honest it was good life it was good life because i do everything myself and i'm proud of myself because it was too many like difficulty in this like young age, for example, 15, 16, 17. But I was always focused and motivated because 2006, I already been entrepreneur in Ukraine. I'm selling the stuff on the market, buying f- from one market and selling to another market, like <laughs> on the street, you know. And I remember the flea markets. 
Yes, yes. We we selling wherever people buying. We just selling buying from the one place, like a whole market, and selling another place yeah. from the bigger city to the smaller city. So that way we already begin entrepreneur. I call two of my friends. They helping me also, and we just doing good money on the market. That was good experience. Okay, so Yuri, your mom left to Italy, and she left you all by yourself. Yes, she left because we have a very like a, I, I would say critical financial because I have a also brother and uh, the mom have a salary and that time it's about hundred twenty dollars per month. She's the wow. teacher. She is twenty years experience more plus in the college and she making hundred twenty dollars. She like a management economics and uh, statistic. She's a good teacher, but the way support. The family, she just can't produce anything to us. So she went to the Italy and to make our future. And I'm very proud of my mom mm-hmm. to support me, support my brother. And she's like a Scarface. Like she dedicated herself to my future and my brother's future, which is my pleasure until end of the, my dates. I'm going to be appreciated and saying always, uh, proud and best words for my mom. Yeah. 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 It seems like she sacrificed a lot. Yeah. She guys. sacrificed. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And the period I didn't see my mom from 15 years old to 28. Yeah. I didn't wow. see my mom. Yeah. And so where did you live when she left? Where did you uh, live? She, I lived in the Western part of Ukraine, Ternopil region, a city called Zelishiki. I lived there till 16 years old. After the gymnasium, I found university in Kiev and went to the study to the Kiev to the university economic and law, and it was also a f- fantastic experience and to be live own life and uh, follow your dreams, follow your goals, and understanding this the Kiev is good, but I want more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, if, at 15 years old, when your mom left, did you live at an apartment? Did you find roommates with friends? It was apartment in a city, small city, Zalishikin, in the western part of Ukraine. And after I went to the Kiev, I renting the place in the room. <laughs> okay. Not even I, I renting the place in the room, like a uh, bed in the room. Yeah, because it was everything was very expensive and. Uh, I have like a hundred euro, like a hundred twenty dollars a month to to live in the city. Yeah, in the Kiev. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. So you had a couple of friends that lived in the apartment complex, so you shared a bedroom with someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. And, and yeah, and uh, I have uh, just the good points in the university first year, and my mom calling to university into the like the con, and she asked me ask them to get the letter of the successful my education and they sent a beautiful letter my mom was proud wow <laughs> yeah so how did you pay for the university did your mom pay actually no i already making my money myself because i'm selling the product in ukraine in in kiev in western part I'm just have a good relationship, always respectful people and people trust me and many people calling me for some like they need to buy and all this. I found something to sell and resell and I dress up myself. I'm helping my brother already and paying for myself. I pay like for the spot in the room, but it was enough for the period while I'm studying in the university. Yeah. Okay. So then you went to the university at 16 years old. Mm hmm. Wow. Okay. So, wow. What a journey. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So- yeah. It was, it was, yeah. If somebody will ask and probably people are not going to believe it's the capital of Ukraine, 16 years old and you in a university and you don't have nobody serious whom you can call in the city and ask for the help or ask for recommendation. No, it's only some friends, same age of you. That's uh-huh. it. And you just got to count on yourself and then some friends. End of the story. Yeah. Wow. And what did you study in the university? Did you say business and economics? Economics and law. University, Kiev uh, University, economic and law. Yeah. And uh, we studied like it was economic management, economic and management. Okay. I've been very, first year, been very, very successful with, with the education, but it was always boring to me. I always want to 
have some move. I, I, I see the people, I see the student, and I already understanding this very like uh, boring uh, people education people going every day they doing the same and i already predict it's not take me to what i want i have to move i have to move mm-hmm. that's that was what happening yeah 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 awesome so let's go let's go back to when you came to america and you were in panama city florida so how did you find your first job? Where did you get situated? Oh Where did you live? Tell me a little <laughs> bit about that. <laughs> so oh. There's going to be lots, lots of stories I hear. <laughs> Alina, take a look. After three days of just extreme journey, I can call this extreme journey in Panama City, I found phone number one of the Ukrainian person, a kind of friend after. I call it, hey, that's the story that's the situation please help me anything you can any bad any work i'm gonna work whatever the people have to do i'm gonna do just uh, help me out please and after two days or three days actually we don't have even cell phone i remember i call him from another phone pay phone i don't i don't it was some of the friend phone and this person called said take the flight tickets and that's the address you have to come like 6 7 8 9 p.m i will meet you and we buy the flight tickets come back to the new york and like i remember it was evening time like 10 p.m or 11 p.m taxi dropped me by the laundry on the brighton <laughs> avenue <laughs> yeah I, I not even understand what mean laundry and the, the, it's I, not a field this time you've been no, upgraded to a laundry exactly place. exactly <laughs> it was a city it was the city and it was the train close by and the taxi guy dropped me by the laundry at the brighton beach avenue 14th street i remember this very good uh-huh. and we waiting like 20 40 minutes for that guy and we called them from the taxi guy. We gave him like, I don't remember, $10, whatever we gave him. And we were waiting almost 20, 40 minutes. <laughs> it was like a dark time. And the police driving by by us. I was like, oh, my God, is the police going to come? What What can I tell them? What I have to do? <laughs> and I'm just stay, staying over there, stressed, and kind of not expect anything, whatever happening. I'm just being like completely already stressed all my mind but yeah the guy came met him i'm already get a little bit glad thanks god and he showed us the place where we have to live it was basement room was super small it's only two beds in one room it was full basement and in same basement living seven people and we have a one seven people seven people it was like a two-bedroom basement but live seven people it was georgian ukrainian and russian people but age 55 to 70. it's no place where to put the t-shirt or some clothes you you put everything under the bed because room was very small extremely small only two beds and maybe walk, walking a little bit, walking. No dresser, no mirror, no closet, nothing. Uh, and are these all immigrants as well, the other yes, people? Yes, yes. But I tell you more, it's, it wasn't no mattress over there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sleep on the floor? No, we went down the, down the block like one o'clock in the morning and we found the mattress on the street. We brought the mattress to the... I don't know if it's the right to say, but if you have an interview, I'm, I'm not like uh, I'm not shy to say. We found the mattress, we brought the mattress, and we slept on that mattress about two months. Wow! Yeah. And this is with you and your friend, the same guy. Yes. That yeah, came. same guy. His name is uh, Dmitry. Yeah, it was the same guy. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And after the Kiev, capital of Ukraine, after the university and good education, you coming to the country where. <laughs> Nobody half seconds care who you are and what you came for. Okay, so did you ever want to go back? Never. I asked the girl who lived close by my building. Her name is Olga. And I gave her the passport and she gave me $100. That's, that's the name of the lady to surviving because two months, almost two months, I can find, I can find any job. Almost two months. 
And we call it too many, too, like, Ruska Reklama. It's called, like, advertising. Yeah, Russian, and, Russian advertising. And, yes. And you don't have, for example, social security for the full time. You don't have a good English. And you completely don't have any experience. So very, very difficult to find anything for the begin. Right. Yes. And not many people who want to help you, who want to help you. Mm-hmm. And I already been set with the one Mexican restaurant to start working for the $70 on the dishwash man. $7 an hour? $70, $70 like $7 70. an hour. Yeah, $7 an hour. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that was your first job, washing dishes? No, it was it was only set up. And then in the same day, one of the friends called me to take me to the restaurant. Hey, come to the restaurant. And I just tried to go. It's, they said, you're going to make like $100 and plus tips. And for me, $20 after the Ukraine, it was, well, I'm going to go that job. <laughs> but I make the mistake because if I have some experience, so I, I just have to be rely on the serious people. You know what happened? Uh-huh. I came to that restaurant. It's a New Cats Cafe on the Shipset Bay Avenue. Who's from Brooklyn know that place very good. I came to that restaurant 11 a.m. as we agreed. I worked till uh, 4 o'clock in the morning. Wow. It's about 17 or 18 hours. Mm-hmm. They gave us one time lunch. And uh, after the, we done with the job, I was like a best boy helping to the mm-hmm. waiters. And they said, no salary today. <laughs> Yeah, they said no salary. I said, guys, at least like I'm working. I've been here. I'm just helping you. And no, not salary today. And in this case, I left the place and I spoke with the manager as well. But they said, no, it's like no customer stays. It's no salary. So wow. which, which is I accepted. This was my first experience in the, in this country. Yeah. And you were on a visa during this time, or you? Yeah, uh, it was the visa. Yeah. And how long was your? It was a six-month visa. It was four months plus one month. uh, Yeah, it was almost almost six months visa. What happened after that? Did you get your papers through, or? It was super 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 heavy time because after the visa expired, you automatically getting worried about the police gonna stop you about some immigration gonna stop you anything can happen to you automatically you're gonna go to the jail or it's gonna be exported to the ukraine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was very stressful and very sensitive mind time for me yeah Mm -hmm. and what happened did you get your citizenship later on or were you were kind of after six years I got my paperwork. It was so, so blessing time. I sit on the stairs of the building, watch to the sky, little bit cry, and said to my to, to the God, thank you very much for all what I've done of it. Appreciate it. And I thanks I'm deserve it. Thank you, God. It was after six years, yeah. So you were illegal for a period of time. Yes, I was, visa... I was illegal almost six years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Yuri, what happened after the restaurant job? Where did you go after that? It's another, it's another very funny story. <laughs> okay. After, after, one restaurant, after one restaurant, another people calling me to the another restaurant, like a wedding, wedding, wedding party. So I got to be like a best boy. It was on the Avenue U and East 29 in Brooklyn. Okay. And owner name is Marik and called me to the work and I said, okay, but they said to me 50 bucks for the every day ahead of time. So I already been aware how much it's going to be, but I don't have a small chance to reject. No, just completely no job. And I have to eat something and pay for the rent. Mm-hmm. Rent was small, but Again, I have to pay for the rent. And I've been working from 11 a.m. till like 6 a.m. or 5 a.m., three days. And after they gave me the envelope was $150. It was first money in U.S., $150 for the three days and about 40 hours. No, 40, maybe 35 hours, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was $150 wow. about for the 35 hours. And some pack, like a plastic bag with the food. After the wedding, we took the food to home, like some cakes, some food. It was, 
you don't even feeling uh, for like you tired or you're exhausted. No, you make $150 and you have a food, like two bags of the food in the refrigerator. It was party. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And this was, they were all paying you with cash because you didn't yeah, have a social they, security. They paid, they paid me in cash, $150. Yeah. Okay. And, and so how long did you last there? Where did you go next? And to be honest, I worked there only this period of time. And I also like very like sport. I like to run on the beach. We, I live close to the ocean. Mm-hmm. And one of the person, his name is Oleksiy. He from uh, Russia, from city Yaroslavl. Mm-hmm. He very play many, like every evening he play on a, on a saxophone. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And I like classic music. I like Italian, Spanish, French music. And I love it to, to hear him. And I met with him because like make him some compliment and he really playing nice. And I asked him to help me with the work. And about 10 days after, he called me. I already have a phone, by the way. I bought the phone for the $50. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like cheap as one, but already... Phone. Yeah, Metro PCS, it was uh, a network. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and he called me. He said, hey, tomorrow we need extra guy. If you want, come over. I said, what is the job is? It's a moving. And I said, okay, but I don't have even idea. What is this moving? What is this for? I just, and they said they paid $10 an hour. I said, I'm ready right away. Even now, I'm ready. <laughs> just give me, please. And that time, 7 o'clock, it was Neptune Avenue and Coney Island corner, Dunkin' Donuts over there, who from Brooklyn, they will understand right away what I'm saying about. Mm-hmm. And we waiting for the one of the person. After that day, I made $150 a day plus $10, uh, oh, $10 or 20, 20, I believe $20 tips. It was $170 a day. It was long, long, long day, but it was 15 hours, $10 an hour plus $20 tips. Mm-hmm. come back to home i sit with that money i said oh my god you're a millionaire oh, oh my god excuse me oh my god 170 a day i'm just just like uh, got uh, power and like super super acceleration in my brains oh my god <laughs> after let me tell you after half year like 17 companies from Queens, Bronx, New Jersey, North New Jersey, Manhattan, Brooklyn, calling me and booking me to come with them. I working, let me tell you, about three years and a half with no, let me tell you how it's called, with, uh, with day off, with no day off, no day off. Three years and a half, wow. no day off. Doing the moving company. Um... Any moving company called me, I said, I'm available, just just give me the job and whatever you can pay, they paying, for example, if you going long distance, like uh, for the five, 10 days, they're paying less. If you work locally, they're paying a little bit high. So three years and a half almost, every single day I'm working. I'm, I'm just sometimes have an off in a Sunday, I'm going to the church, but the rest, I wasn't interesting for the restaurant, for the party, for the birthday, for the new year, for the any celebration. I wasn't interesting. I wasn't focused. I was focused only for the result. Yeah. You were just on fire and you're still on fire. So that's yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So you did that for a little over three years. And then did you re- realize at that point you wanted to start your own company? And is that when Boost Express Van Lines was born? Yes, let me tell you the story. Okay, tell me. I working for the one of the company, and uh, over there working many Italian peoples. The moving company. Yes. Okay. And they've been a little bit shocked of me how I know to do job organized, so the customer not screaming, the invoices to the company very good, the reputation very good. It's no complaints, because other people who work in a company always complaining. I don't want to do this. I want to do this. Why is this? And I'm always do my job with no complaints. I don't know what the level of the professionalism, but with no complaints and a high invest to the company. Mm -hmm. And one of the director of the sales department, his name, he's Italian. He called me like, 
hey, Yuri, you got to start your business yourself. The way you do for this company, this super incredible and amazing. And he called me this many, many times. Many times mm-hmm. he called me and said, hey, you got to start the business yourself. Because the way you're doing it, you got to do it yourself many, many times. And for example, he calling me, hey, Yuri, it's a director, not like it's a serious, it's a serious fish. He called me, mm-hmm. he know me because after like a half or, and this company half like maybe eight months, he don't know me. He never called me. I've been like a, a last person in the, in the company because you came to the company, nobody know you. Mm-hmm. But after eight months, he calling me and he say this and this, and he take, took my number. He asked me, you want it? I will take you to the home. And for me, it was super, super like respect that director of this company take me to the home and talking to me nice and i don't understand everything he talking to me but i feel he talking to me like very warm and uh, with a friendly so and was to me very high very valuable to me mm-hmm. and, uh, and he calling me sometimes hey saying to me hey yuri this customer very heavy be be careful at the at the, at the war because he already complaining before we come and after I'm coming to the customer, customer paying the money, we're doing beautiful service from A to Z, no scratches, there's no damage. And after this director called me, how? How you did this? How? He happy. He called me, he happy. I can't believe this. And in this case, he always also motivated me and gave me like also good words. And I'll tell you more. I took this guy to the work. <laughs> You hired him at your job? You hired him at your company? Yeah, yeah. I, I just gave him the offer. I said, after the four years, I told him, he not he for the begin, he don't believe me. How? Why? And I collect good amount of the money. I did my business plan. And I told him, come over. Come with me. He said, you, why? You don't have a driver. You don't know what, what, where you're going to, who you are, what, what, how are you going to do? I said, come over. Come over, just trust me, come over, you're going to do your job, I'm going to pay you on a good level extra, uh-huh. and uh, we're just going to have a good deal. I understand the business, you understand the business, so I am ready, already ready to make less, but you're going to make more than you make here, but mm-hmm. you're going to train me as well, so we have a good partnership. That was type of motivation, and then I called him to work with me, yeah. And so did you save up money to start your business? For three years, I saved more than 70K. More. Okay. But I live in a disaster place. A year, one year and a half, even more. I don't have a dresser. I don't have a refrigerator. And I, I just have a shower where the same seven people doing the shower. Oh, in the same place in the basement. Yes. And the, no matter what, how much money I do have, I still live in the same place. Okay. And I'm sharing my shower with the seven people. Yeah. Wow. So it's very important to let the listeners know that you have to be extremely frugal and save as much money possible to start a side business or to side yeah. to, to open up any kind of business, right? Yeah. I'll tell you more helping for the immigrant. On the Brighton Beach Avenue on the 8th Street, you can buy the food for the $3 after 8 p.m. On the Brighton Beach Avenue on Fifth Street, you can buy T-shirt for the one dollar. Maybe today it costs two dollars. Wow! It's saving the money. On the Brighton Beach Avenue Eleven, you can buy the food. It's called like almost expired. So this food they're selling, for example, if you're gonna buy a bottle of the juice in a store for the three dollars over there, you're gonna buy for the ninety-nine cents. So it's also place over there. So I know all the places where you can save it. And putting aside money for my dream plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amazing. You found out all these cheap places. Yes. To yes. To save all that money. Awesome. So Yuri, how old were you when you started your business? Almost 24, 24 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's very, very young. And I wanted to ask you, did you know any English before you came to the United States? Actually, I know the English like 20-25% because we learning in the Ukraine the British who pass this test they will understand it's completely different than US yes and it's helping but not that way then you need for the business especially you need to 
talk to the banks, you need to talk to the insurance, you need to talk to the lawyers, you need to talk to the financial institution. So you completely blind ship, to be honest. I mean, no English, you came with $300 in your pocket and you started your business at 24 years old. I mean, exactly. this this journey is, is just the beginning and I'm so excited to see what else is going to come your way. So tell me more about Boost Express Van Line. So I know it's a moving company and it's also a trucking company, right? Yes, it's a trucking company and a moving company. It's a seasonal and depend because the industry always changing and uh, some product have a high rate and some product have a low rate so you have to be in the same with the with the country with the economics and fill the market where to be pick up and where to be drop the right product and right like a loads to get paid and support salary to the company and managing the business Mm-hmm. And how did you start building the clientele? Where did you go? Did you start asking that guy that you hired on how to advertise? What was the beginning stages like for you? Beginning stage, it was one of the office in Brooklyn. I opened the corporation uh-huh. and this corporation, it's not about to open the corporation, the license taking over the four months and I've been so obsessed. I've been so like dedicated myself. This four months, I still working myself on the rental truck as the driver. I rent the truck from Penske and Enterprise. It's rental mm-hmm. companies, mm-hmm. and uh, I waiting for my license. It was interstate license, and we work like a horses. To say you tired or you don't want or some may, maybe tomorrow, impossible. Be working like a horses because we have to pay, for example, rent a warehouse. We have to pay the salary. We have to pay rental truck. We have to pay insurance. We have to pay the brokers. And maybe after, if you did everything right, nobody call you to the court. Nobody make a huge complaint. And then maybe you're going to get some rewards. Yeah. So all of that to start your business, that did that cost you $70,000? Did you have to borrow any money? Let me tell you, Alina, nobody <laughs> borrow your money. Nobody know you. You don't have any <laughs> records. You, you you no name. You no name. You can be illegal in the country. You can open the corporation, but you nobody know you. Yeah. Some banks not gonna open the account. Only the Bank of America can open the account with no with no uh, social security. Wait, and, so you opened the company wait, when you were still illegal? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, exactly. No yeah, I'm way. <laughs> No, the government, it's everything by the law. They're going to give you the social, they give you the tax ID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Bank of America can open also account from you. Yeah. Okay, so tips for immigrants. Go to Bank of America to open a bank account. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You basically just cash flowed everything from your own savings and then what you got from profit, you put that back into the business right away automatically automatically okay. automatically you're putting everything to the business and let me tell you one one day of my business i'm like two years in the business two year plus one day one of my driver coming from the trip it was from taxes i believe i have on the account minus nine thousand and something minus if you know when it's minus on the account it's red color Red it's color. red everywhere, yeah. <laughs> and the driver coming to calculate the expenses and he's saying, when are you going to pay the salary? I said, please, give me three days. And I'm sitting in the office and thinking, something's going on wrong or I make too many mistakes and was very, very disappointed. And in date, I'm just sit and make some adjustment, analytics, and build another plan how to avoid this. Because if you don't know how to handle this pressure, and how to minimize expenses and uh, get right product, you can close your business tomorrow. It's very, very sensitive what type of people work for you, what type of loads you're taking, what type of direction you're taking, because the capitalism and the system, very, very sharp. Everything is calculated too much. Competition super high. So you have to calculate everything very well before they make a step. Yeah. 
So Yuri, when you were sitting down and you saw negative $9,000, what did you realize? What kind of, did you find any mistakes in your business plan or your processes or what did you fix? Of course, I found some mistake, overpay some people in a company and people not even tell you, hey, you overpay me, give me give me money back. People just uh, saying everything is right. I'm, I'm just make too many mistakes because you don't have older people experience who are going to tell you, hey, choose this bank. Hey, choose this truck. Hey, choose this broker. Hey, choose this person. Take this, take this. Not many people in the industry, one maybe of the thousand can tell you because they can share you the experience and open you a little bit the eyes. And I make so many mistakes, overpay the people, doubling pay salary. I saw my books i sold my accounting showing me so much mistake and let me tell you when you begin the business everything very sensitive because you don't know ahead of time what is going to be of this product it's going to be profitable or you're going to losing here and you're always getting not huge but some risky Mm -hmm. and after the experience you know what to take where to take whom to hire whom to fire you know (laughs) so were you doing this all by yourself like the booking the salary the payroll the hiring and running this in the beginning were you doing this all by yourself driver foreman dispatcher customer service running the credit credit cards myself Mm -hmm. and reporting to my cpa accounting all the numbers Mm -hmm. and paying all the salaries everything myself Wow. And this is at 24 years old, you said, right? Yes. 24 years old. Yes. The way is I do all this might be not right. But again, it's no U.S. education. It's no U.S. training. It's person who came from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. They live different life, social style. Here is a different. And thanks God I came here and I raised up for the U.S. law and U.S. regulation. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of this. Yeah. Wow. What an exciting journey. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So what about mentors, Yuri? Did you have any mentors that maybe guided you? Do you have any now? I know that you hired that one guy from the other moving company because he was kind of older, knew more of the business. Was he your only mentor that helped you out? I actually don't have any mentors. I have one of the friends who have a same moving company. His name is Vitali. He's from Belarus. And he not even mentored me. He shared the experience what type of equipment to buy, what type of truck to buy. And he giving me good example of his business. And I'm listening to him every word. Whatever he's saying, I'm just like taking like words from the Bible, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the person who helped me. And I have also one driver who worked for me. Uh-huh. He have a heavy character, but he always helping me. Let me tell you, the way I know how the everything operate, I never fight with the people. I always try to find the best way for the customer, for the employee, for the government, and the last for myself. Mm-hmm. You have to be very flexible and feeling high sensitive situation all over. Doesn't matter. In the office with the customer, with the repair truck, with the salesperson, with the helper, with the driver. With everyone, you have to feeling and in the right time, tell them wherever they need to her here and uh, to avoid any conflict. For the 10 years, my company, thank God, never been in a court. Never, ever. Wow. It reminds me of a book I'm reading and it talks about your entrepreneurial venture is feeding your entire ecosystem, building on relationships from your employees to your customers, to the people that you are talking to every single day, to the CPA that you have, to your lawyers. And the relationships is what feeds the entrepreneurial drive and having that amazing relationship like yourself and making sure that everyone is satisfied in one way or another. 
you have to be understanding the politics of the company and the people what they want. Yeah. And then you have to make decision right away in the same seconds to percentage to give to the employee, percentage to the company, percentage to the government. Mm-hmm. And you have to give them the right answer to satisfy three points. It's a government, it's an employee, and the company. So sometimes I have a heavy decision, and sometimes I'm paying too much extra, but I'm calculate for the future. And I see as the product going to be success, so I'm invest. Sometimes I'm too much overpay to get in the future much more. This is part of the business, Elena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. So Yuri, what about marketing? Do you do any Facebook ads, Google ads? How do you get yourself out there? In general, we have a sales department okay. for the business. And we have two HR managers to the employee. As of today, we have over 44, 47 people in our department. We have a three different company in a Texas, in a Chicago, and in a New Jersey. Alina, it's every three years, decade, everything is changing. Mm. For example, 10 years ago, Instagram, no name. Five years ago, Facebook going up. Mm-hmm. Today, Instagram. So you have to be integrate every three or four years and be on the top of the game. I have a very good partners from Florida mm-hmm. and from California who support me with a good freight and the household goods loads. In future, it's a contractors. Everyone doing 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 her part in, in the business. So we have a good... Actually, I, I'm dealing with 180 owners all over the states. If you tell me any state, any city, I'll tell you maybe seven or eight names, good names with a good reputation. Wow. Because after 11 years, almost in this business, more than 11 years, we already know each other. Mm-hmm. It's not so many great people whom you can trust because the trust is unpayable. You can buy the trust. And I have like 180 companies in US who I'm dealing with, huge, huge, huge reputation who give me the product. Plus companies from Florida and from California. It's a majority of people who support me with the 365 lows. They, they, they telling me, Yuri, take me wherever you can handle it. <laughs> Not for example, September, you're going to have this and then March, you're going to, they give me the access to all the way, whatever I want to choose it. But I know the reputation costs much, much more. So I'm taking the way I can handle it. Got it. Yeah. So powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. So you started your company in New York. Now you're in Chicago. How did that happen? It was a great feeling from the gut, I believe, um, from my calling entrepreneur. Let me tell you, uh-huh. I calculate the diesel. I calculate the speed of delivery. I calculate the fast of the circulation money in the business. What does it mean? For example, if you're going from New York to Texas, to almost 2,000 miles, New York to Denver, almost 2,000 miles, New York to, say, Florida, 1,500 miles, South Florida. Mm-hmm. And I, I just calculate, for example, I can do only like two trips a month. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, this truck can just do two trips a month? Okay, let me do it different way. I went to the Chicago, met with the maybe 35 companies, I collect the information. <laughs> I collect the information from them. What is the rates? What is the seasonable rate? What is the rates on the winter? What is the rate for this type of load? What is the rates for this type of load? And after two weeks of uh, my plans, calculation, and analytics, I decided, oh my God, I can do from Chicago double more income than from New York. Wow. So when you when you were talking to these people in 35 different moving companies, did you talk to them like as a customer or did you talk to them like as no, a no, business no. owner? I spoke with the owners. Oh, okay. But it's not only owners. It also brokers. It also, I look the population living in Chicago and I look the statistic for the year, what this income, what this circulation money in the state it's very important to see on a global global situation nearest state what is the michigan 
per year circulation. How, what is the population? Wow. What is the income? You have to know in a Wisconsin, in Minneapolis, it's a closed state. So you have to understand is there, there enough income and you can be competitive to the other company. It's very high risky. I'll tell you more. <laughs> Example, if 2019, if I'm staying in New York on the January, I'll be out of the business. Yeah, mm. uh, right away. So I moved almost 80% of the New Jersey operation to the Chicago. And thank God we super survived and we super got success in Chicago. And then after we opened the base in Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Oh, yeah. Dallas is going to be crazy. Yeah. I understand from the eight years, like to running all this super serious, eight years already super serious to quality and reputation that's the key to success quality and reputation mm -hmm. if the if you're reputable people respect you and know you your words have a very powerful like very heavy and the quality of your service your success but you don't have to expect this right away today tomorrow next week it can take maybe three months two months five months mm -hmm. depending on what type of industry you work but the reputation, the quality of the service, key to the success. Mm. Yeah, so simple, but yet overlooked by so many people. And a lot of people think that they can just handle this all by themselves, run the business, build the business all by themselves. But it's you know, like you said, relationships and building that trust and building that reputation is so so important in building a business. So exactly. Exactly. So when you went to Chicago, you didn't have any family or friends. You kind of just knew that that was a place to go do some research. And you went, did your research, your analytics, and decided to move from New Jersey to Chicago. Yes. I wow. just, you know what I did? I went from New Jersey, from the warehouse, I went to the public storage. I took risk, a huge risk on me. We paying for the public storages $15,000 a month. Wow. We're renting over 110, 120 units because we have a like a needed space where to keep the blankets, where to keep mm -hmm. the equipment, where to keep the shipment of the customer. And we paying monthly $15,000. It was good experience. And I'm just being very, very like sharp focused to understand where and which room Every shipping, do not do not confuse, not miss. Because if you're gonna miss one shipment, one family, you're gonna be good good trouble. You yeah. you will have good trouble. And after, I will open you more information. After one, maybe nine months, one of the friend, his name is Michael, good friend of me from Ukraine. He came here as well, uh -huh. and he doing real estate. I show him several places I want to buy. <laughs> in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. yes, exactly. And uh, let me tell you, after eight, nine months, I found a great place. And he set up with one financial uh, people who can help me with the loan. And I bought a huge warehouse. Can even dreaming in 2009 or 2010 when I came, I can't even dreaming about it. It was like a miracle, mm -hmm. miracle. And we bought a huge, huge facility. No more storage expenses. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? When I can, when I'm coming that place, I feel the stability. But what can I tell you? To many, many people, they have to be very, very patient. Yeah, uh -huh. the alcohol, drugs uh, take you very unconcentrate. You losing con control, and if you really, really want to get your result, you gotta be ready to work five years, six years, non-stop, non-stop for the short period of time to get success. Wow. So, so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. A lot of people think that there's overnight success, right? They always look at all these successful people and they say, well, they did it overnight. But if you look at when they started, it's more than likely more than, you know, seven years, nine, 10 years of just hard, mm -hmm. hard work. And Wow, so many stories. Okay, so Yuri, what does the American dream mean to you? American dream to me? Before I was like a student, I'm dreaming to work three three jobs, three jobs a day and making $4,000 a 
when I've been in a Kiev. $4,000 a month? Yeah, I've been dreaming oh, okay. when I've been um, uh, in Ukraine in okay. the student. Uh -huh. It was my American dream. I want to do this, work four months and come back with $12,000. It was it was something like insane to me <laughs> when I've been in Ukraine. After I came to the U.S., the U.S. dream, as of now, quality product make people and customer trustful to the company and less stress to everyone and satisfy everyone in this industry. Mm -hmm. My employee satisfaction, my customer satisfaction, my driver satisfaction, and the government rules satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my dream and my goal because I got the point and I understood the rules of this country. Yeah. And now you're not making $4,000 a month. You're generating five to $7 million a year, right? Yes. Thanks God for all this experience and support me all the time. I'm a Christian person. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, Alina, I can't believe it in my life. If you will even tell me in 20 years old, hey, Yuri, you're going to make, for example, 100K a month. I said, excuse me what you're crazy <laughs> no i said just it was it was equal for example if i'm gonna tell you you're gonna operate like i robust a plane you know mm -hmm. right away so it was like like unbelievable that's it and uh thank god i have too much power and too much like a hand hungries yeah i'm getting satisfaction not from the money i'm getting from the result mm -hmm. i'm glad when the my customers satisfied i'm glad when my employee respect each other and we have a good team and good like a family mm -hmm. i'm building this on a, on the trust and to be honest in this time with the coronavirus too much stress whenever i'm calling and making meeting with my office office in the, for example chicago or in a, new jersey and some corporation who support me with some type of help i'm saying people we have to do the job like we're doing for our family. Like you take care of your kids, take care of your wife. Please, uh, Johnny, take care of the same as the company. And you will get much, much more. Because in this way, we will find the same people and we're going to be on the same level, in the same line, and the same understanding. Because if we have a something, some wrong people in the company, they're going to be ruined or reputation and or dreams yeah yeah so can anyone reach their american dreams anyone can reach anyone it's no matter how old are you no matter what type of language you talk no matter what from which part of the world you are matter what if you really 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 want to get it if you're hungry enough right you got to be hungry you have to understand it's a battlefield with thousands Thousands, thousands of wolf. Well, I call them wolf because it's no sp spirit here, no sp spirituality here. It's a very, very competitive world and very many, many like disappointing here with the people. And you have to be ready to fight every day. Th th that's true. And you have to be ready to fight. Mm -hmm. Fight for, the, for, the, for your loads, fight for your rights, fight for some tickets, fight for some of wrong service so that's the machine where you're fighting every day but if you collect like not collect if you hire and build right team it's easy to fight with the right team we work we know right now we know each other who and what can do uh what i recommended to the entrepreneur mm -hmm. who beginning business mm -hmm. they have to wrote themselves general operation what do I mean general operation? If you have a three employee, if you have a 10 employee, they have to write the task for the every employee. For example, accounting, doing this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. Dispatcher, doing all this stuff. Customer server responsibility. So if the you have classified every employee and they have a own responsibility, that's the great step to the success i wasn't 
done this over three years. That's why I have too much problems. <laughs> Everyone was doing separate jobs and different jobs in oh different God. ways. <laughs> oh so Yuri, you're 32 years old right now? Yes. How do. do you manage your team of 40, close to 45 employees at such a young 50, age? 57. 57 employees. Okay. 50 no, no, uh, 45 employees, but some of them are 57 years old. Oh, 57 years old. Okay. But the amount of employees is about 45? For about 45, 47. It's, it's sometimes it's because some employee going to the vacation, some is coming. So 47, 45 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So at 32 years old, as an immigrant, how do you manage your team, your staff, and all the operations? Where did you get your leadership skills? Where did you get your business skills? Or did you kind of just figure this out as you went along? Very beautiful questions, Elena. Take a look. Uh -huh. I'm done all from the bottom myself. So I have a huge, huge idea how every step have to be right. How you can organize 45 people? Only you have to have general operation. What is a general operation? It's every employee before he can coming to the work, he have to bring the package. Mm -hmm. What do you mean package? It's a list of items to be hired in the company. Plus, he have to sign the list of the responsibility and the rules of the company. He have to read it, sign, date. And we putting the stamp of the company, one copy to the employee and one copy to the company. Mm -hmm. That that rules I call like a Bible of the company. Mm -hmm. If the people follow these rules, that means everyone connect. Customer service connect, accounting connect, drivers connect, brokers connect. So everyone have a connection, and we don't have like a, a miscommunication and misunderstanding. It's a circulation system like a nature. So we connect together, but only you can connect 45 people through the general operation. Everyone know what to do and have a right code if something non-standard situation, something uh, not unusual. And we have a one, two, we have a four supervisors. Hmm. And uh, they also have a control. It's not easy, but tell you straight, general operation and the right people, right attitude. And did you have to like encourage them and mentor them and kind of guide them in their positions? Of course, mm -hmm. of course. I, mean, I create a YouTube channel and over there we have a very powerful information how to do the packaging, servicing, how to avoid the damage. It's many, many, many educational procedure for the local teams. Mm -hmm. For the long haul and long distance team who driving long haul, like 2000 miles, I'm only giving the test and giving the opportunity to passing the test with one of my drivers over the seven days they on the road. Mm -hmm. And they only after my number one driver, long distance department, after his approval, we can gonna hire them. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's to be honest, it's very, very difficult. It's not easy to keep the strong and operational team in a great shape because these are people and always have something. I need this. I need yeah. this. I need to see <laughs> I need to go to the wife. I want to, I, I'm, I'm drink today. I can work. I'm, I'm just, I'm this, I'm this. And problems always will be. Problems always going to happen. But if you're working with the right people, it's a much, much less happening in your business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so important to build an amazing culture and an amazing team that supports your vision, that supports your business goals and your business values. And I hear that a lot. People are thriving, not because they're doing it by themselves, but because they have a great team underneath them and that supports their vision and their business goals. So thank you so exactly. much for sharing that. I appreciate that. So what are some things that you would advise and maybe provide some more tips to the next immigrant 
that wants to start their own business. And I know you've given so much already, but if there's anything else that you can advise to the next immigrant that wants to start their own business. Advising for the immigrant, number one advice, go yourself and work in this industry at least half a year. At least you have to go any industry, like I will recommend to go for three or four months and work themselves to understand the industry from inside. After you understand industry from inside, you will know all the tricks, where to save, where to pay, and how to avoid. Yeah. Number two, find the accounting CPA, only CPA, certified public accounting. Mm -hmm. That's your back, that's your law, that's your support, accounting. Mm -hmm. Number three, find the lawyer who will help you fill up application and who will like lead you, like help you to choose the right way. So accounting, lawyer, it's very, very important to set up the business. And number one, you must, from my like advice, from my uh, recommendation, you must of yourself and work at least three to four months, no matter what, how hard it is. If you really want to be successful and understand where you're jumping in, what type of water you want to go, you got to go yourself and work four to five months at least. That's a three, three advice. Experience three, four months, accounting and lawyer. Yeah. That's the people who, that's the base. Yeah, that's the base. Yeah. yeah, to kind of understand how the business is run and how everything in that industry is ran. You can see it firsthand if you're working in that particular job, exactly. right? Alina, Alina, exactly. You have to go yourself and fill from simple employee to fill the bottom, to fill how everything is operated mm -hmm. from where to where, why and when. Yes. Yes. It's, it's number one. Yeah. Hey, well, Yuri, thank you so much for sharing your journey. And it's incredible to see again, how you came from Ukraine with $300 and built an amazing, successful company. So I am wishing you God's blessings in your company. I hope to see a lots and lots of more successes your way. And Alina. I hope to stay connected. Alina, thank you very much. My pleasure and be in touch. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hope it's going to help to someone and it's going to be good base to learn something from here. It's yeah. going to inspire so many immigrants. I know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If there are any links that were mentioned in this episode, make sure to check them out on my website under this episode to find all the links conveniently located in the show notes. I just wanted to ask for a quick favor. If you could please leave a review wherever you're at listening to this podcast. Also, if you're an immigrant entrepreneur and would love to be on my podcast, please email me and we'll get connected. I'll see you guys all next time for another exciting and impactful episode. Take care.